0: They're so proud, of me, so proud of me. So proud of me. They're so proud of me. Yep. Um. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: I'm so grateful for being here. Thank you for uh, the invitation. I'm humbled um, by
0: it to be a part of the
1: Cage Breakers and the Mode Productions. It is an absolute honor. So thank you for thinking of me.
0: No problem. No problem. Um, For the people who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Wow. There's a lot to know about myself, Um, but, um, you know, I'm a college basketball coach. I get to represent the best university in the nation at Coastal Carolina University uh, as their head women's basketball coach. I'm going into my eighth season there um you know we you got to interview i've got had the opportunity to coach some incredible athletes you have the opportunity to have um future hall of famer dj williams on your show uh, along with Arian hamilton um asia blunt and the list goes on and on for the great athletes that i had the opportunity to coach so
0: right on right on yeah definitely a a great list you know a great resume for sure but I want to take it back real quick. Let's take it oh. back to, 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 to Berry University.
1: Okay. Berry um, University.
0: You bought yeah. out at Berry University.
1: I did. I did. I was a college All American. Um, had the opportunity to play for uh, Jane Allen at, at Berry um, wow. to start off my college career. Um, wow. You know, averaged a double double 20 and 10 uh, during my time there. I was a Kodak All American. Um, awesome! I couldn't have done it without my coach putting me in this position to be successful. And then I had a phenomenal teammates. Um, I got nothing but love for my city. Um, everything I do is to represent uh, the young um, African American girls that are coming out of that city. Yeah. Um, from yeah. there, I met an amazing coach, Coach Paul Thomas. I always get him confused with my college, my high school coach. My high school coach was Paul Torres. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my college coach was Paul Thomas, and I uh, went to Cal Poly Pomona. So went from coast to coast, uh, where my role changed a little bit, but the standard of excellence never did. Uh, we were a regional team. I got to learn so much from him, and, and he's still one of my mentors to this day. It's going to be interesting. We're going to play them um, in December this year. So <laughs> it's my first time playing my college coach, so I'm excited about the opportunity.
0: I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. What Thank was it after you know such a stellar career at Beer University? And I even want to ask you real quick, we talk about that, that trait of excellence and mm-hmm. you know you being able to be a standout in college, um, yeah. women's basketball. What went into that?
1: Uh-huh uh i didn't play until my ninth grade year um it was interesting i had no aau teams i know none of that stuff we didn't even have aau teams uh when i was growing well in my city we didn't have aau teams um and so now they have the miami suns who is run by those that coached me in high school shout out to them um and so i didn't play until ninth grade and it was a complete accident Uh, to be honest. Um, I was walking around waiting to uh, help with homework with one of the women's basketball players after school. And my high school coach, Paul Torres, um, came out of the weight room and he was like, dang, I was this height in ninth grade. So completely, he completely thought that (laughs) I was going to grow taller. And he was like, baby, you play basketball? And I was like, no, he's like, You ever thought about it? And I was like, not really. And he was like, Come to tryouts, come to tryouts. And so I went to tryouts, I want to stay later that week. And I was terrible, god awful, horrible. Like I still remember throwing the ball off the backboard, not having it was awful. Um, and I made the team 99% sure it was because I was taller than most people that were there. Um and then, you know, I got I, I Ended up with amazing teammates. Jamila Trimble, who ended up playing at the University of Florida. Marsheek Witherspoon, who's at GW. Every single one of my teammates went to college to play basketball. Um, Just got really good really fast because I loved the game. Because it was fun. Um, You know, I could say work, but it never felt like work. Like anytime Mm -hmm. there was a ball in a hoop, we wanted to play. It didn't matter when, where, who was there, what time, outside court, inside court, air conditioned, no air conditioned, rain, sleep. It was just so that I didn't have to be bored. I was raised an only child, so it was Mm -hmm. either basketball with all my friends or go home by myself. And So Mm -hmm. I chose to play basketball with my friends and and just had fun
0: doing it. Wow. And you hit on something important, you know, just having fun, and it didn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. Elaborate on that um, a little bit more because, you know, like you said, all your teammates – going D you know, D one or the different schools, you know, Florida, mm-hmm. GW, um, mm-hmm. but it not feeling like work, falling in love with the grind. Yeah. Talk about that. Cause a lot of people nowadays like don't understand the 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 blessing and the privilege they have to be able to right. play
1: to you know, for it, it was just a mindset. It's just like now I, I'm like, wow, I get to coach college basketball. That is like, it's the coolest job in the world. Literally, I get to have fun with my student athlete. athlete you know, I get comments all the time about, gosh, it looks like you guys are having so much fun. And I'm like, well, you know, I try to make it a high stress environment as fun as it possibly can be while teaching the game and teaching life principles. I think the same goes into why I fell in love with the game. It was fun. It was fun to be competitive. It was fun to talk trash. It was fun to beat my teammates. It was fun to beat other teams. It was fun to bond together. And so what people consider a grind, it didn't feel like a grind. It doesn't feel like a grind. It feels like something that I genuinely enjoy doing and enjoy dedicating my life to.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. So, ball out high school,
1: mm-hmm. go to
0: college, you ball out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was it? I know you hit on it a little bit earlier, but what was it that said, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna be a part of this game, no matter what," and I want, I want to start coaching. Well, I will tell you, it was actually
1: it wasn't something that was. Um, in my 10 year plan. It was interesting, it's, God or, or orchestrated all of it. Um, I think when God has his hands on something, you know, sometimes you are obedient and you listen. Sometimes you take your own path. Um, for me, it just sort of aligned. Um, so when I was done uh, with our, we lost in the Elite Eight. Um, I believe we lost in Elite Eight. We were coming home, we were um, we were in the airport. And our assistant coach at the time, um, Heather Jacobson, um, was her name at the time. She decided that she told us all, you know, hey, I am looking to um, step away from the game of basketball. She wanted, she was going to get married, uh, and she wanted to be a stay-at-home wife and mom. And so it was, you know, we were all sad about it because everybody loved our entire staff. We all loved them. Uh, we were sad about it, and it wasn't until maybe a couple weeks I was uh, talking to my dad, and he's like, "What are you gonna do now?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have. Um, I told him I'm like, I have a couple more classes before I'm done with my eligibility." Um, you know i don't know if coach thomas is gonna pay for it or not and so he's like why don't you just have a conversation with him so i go into coach thomas's office i'm like what's up buddy this is maybe a couple days after season was done i was like look coach i need these couple classes um cover what can i do he's like you know i'd absolutely help you but you got to work for it and i was like okay i'm not scared of work what's up And that's where it began. So I I began working as like a graduate assistant, almost um, assistant coach, um, part-time worker uh, for him. Finished up my degree, and from there it just took
0: off. I like it. I like it. it. You hit on (laughs) something again. I want you to elaborate on. I'm gonna double back, but elaborate on. You said something that's key. You said, I'm not scared to work.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not scared to work. Elaborate on not being scared of of work, working hard, earning, um, Mm -hmm. and things like that. Elaborate on that, and why is that important?
1: Um, It's part of my personality type. Um, As a head coach, you learn that everybody has a different personality type. I am a goal-driven individual. And so as long as I can see that there's a goal or a marker um, to any type of success, I will work my behind off to get it. If there's a gold star to be earned, I want it. I think that um, this is what we always tell our athletes or our athletes always joke about it. Somebody's got to win. Why not us? (laughs) Somebody's got to be number one why not us we're all doing the same amount of work as every single person in this nation all 300 something odd division 1 teams why not us and so if there's an opportunity to be the top you know i'm 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 willing to do whatever it takes to be there i
0: love that right <laughs>
1: why why not Why not? I mean who does all this to be number two and three and four? Like
0: exactly, exactly. And I I like that mindset because even you know during my travels and things of that nature, like a lot of times teams get beat by decals. You're like, Oh, we're going against this team, we're going against that team. I'm like, they train just like we train, they
1: correct. I'm so fortunate to have student athletes that they don't care um who's on the other side i mean i guess it's why we made it through such a rough patch last year was they didn't care every time we stepped on the court even with just six players they were like what's up <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: and it was such a great character thing i think it takes you through life like you know i, I don't know that's just how I'm we're wired. That's how Shauna Claire is wired. I, I can't really speak to more than that.
0: No, I, I definitely, I definitely understand. You on this journey, you know, you've been many places mm-hmm. your, where you are now. But one thing that I like is again, what it's all about. You're not just a basketball coach, you more oh. than a basketball coach. You do, you do so much. And one of the things that stood out to me was during your time at Wake Forest. Not only did you do the, the daily grind and things of that nature, but you went above and beyond to make sure that all the student athletes' grades were on point. Yeah, Talk about that and the importance of that.
1: You know, I think that God has given us a platform. Um, you know, we get to compete. We get to compete. We get to play basketball. We get to play a sport that is the best sport in the land, in my opinion. Um, And so while doing this sport, I also think that it is important that we develop the other parts of our student athletes. Um, you know, champions for life. I think that that is something that is important. It's like, we want champions on the court, but I want champions for life because ultimately these four years are going to fly by. And I pray that we win a whole lot of championships and we're going to work to win a whole lot of championships. Um, but ultimately it's about those 70 something odd years that you're going to have. And how are you prepared for life? And so the first thing is for me, you know, the academic portion of it, even our student athletes, we have won an academic award in the Sunbelt Conference for having over a 3.0 as a team since we entered the Sunbelt. It's super important because number one, education is extremely important. I coach a lot of first generation graduates, a lot of them. It is something that our program is extremely proud of, um, being able to change that because education just the knowledge changes family trees. I think that also just the discipline that you get from the study. I understand that not everybody's going to go to college, but just having the discipline to make it in whatever business that you're going to to have, you know, I think that's super important for our student athletes to learn. So one thing that our student athletes learn really quickly is our program is very serious when it comes to academics. Our summer GPA was just a 4.0. We just had all of our athletes knock out an A in their summer school classes.
0: Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. Congrats. They did it. Awesome. We just applied the pressure. They did it though. Hey, you got to. You got <laughs> to. And on that note, what is the most important thing that your players have taught you?
1: Oh. Oh God! They've they've taught me more than anyone. I think that the first one is process. Um, now I have gone through two classes of students. Um, you know, being a head coach at a very young age, I they have taught me process, patience. And without a doubt, unconditional love um, and what that looks like and what that means. Um, They have given me so much more that I hope to even have taught them a little bit of what they've taught me. So I would say that patience, process, unconditional love.
0: Right on. And I love, like, I love the camaraderie. Um, Mm. I love watching you guys work. Um, yeah, excited for the season because you know I'm gonna be out there. Yes. watching. I, I love I love it. Um, yes, you don't just you don't just represent the the basketball, or the women's basketball. You represent you show love to everybody.
1: Yeah, sure. and I love
0: that about you. I love that sure. about
1: you. That's you know that's Coastal Carolina though. That's not mm-hmm. me. I actually want to give props to Jamie Chadwell. You know he has done a phenomenal job of showing up for all of our sports. Um, you know, he has made it, you know, us in the HTC center, we've always had sort of a camaraderie because that's Mm -hmm. where we work. That's men's, women's basketball and volleyball. And so we are always in contact with each other. So it's very easy to keep up. I'm working a late night volleyball is on the court, go down to a volleyball game support. We share a gym. We have to work together all the time. I think Mm -hmm. what Coach Chadwell did a great job was cross crossing the field house in the HTC center you know, making sure that, you know, everybody felt loved and supported. He send our athletes to our games. Our athletes go to his games all the time. Um, You know, soccer has been phenomenal. Um, Softball has been supportive. We share uh, professional, um, you know, development ideas with one another. I think Coastal Carolina as a whole does a great job of supporting one another. And that starts with our leadership, Matt Hogue. I think Matt just provides an environment to where If you're Shauna Clear, you're Shauna Clear through and through and everybody loves and supports everyone there.
0: Shout out to Coastal Carolina. (laughs) Shout out to Coastal Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, what separates, what do you feel like, you know, during your time? What do you feel, what separates uh, a good player, a decent player from a great player?
1: Uh, I think what we talked about is just the ability to have fun with it, the ability to buy into the process. I think the ability to go hard, like just, it doesn't matter. Every day is a new day. Yesterday doesn't count, tomorrow isn't here. What you do in today's workout, today's practice, determines ultimately who you're going to be. And so I think that that's what makes a great player. Just the, the dedication and the, the know-how of knowing that every time isn't going to be the best time.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: that understanding the ebbs and flows of life, understanding the ebbs and flows of college basketball and still deciding that you're going to be the best you can be because being great is a decision. It's just not something that falls onto your lap that I've never mm-hmm. heard a story of just You know, I woke up and I was great. It takes hours and hours of not giving up, buying in, doubting yourself, doubting the system, doubting everyone, doubting everything and putting that to the side and deciding that this is most important. that was what led DJ to being player of the year in the Sunbelt. That's what led Nairia Hamilton to being defensive player of the year in the Sunbelt. It was deciding that winning games was more important, being the best possible player that they could be was more important than anything else because everything else was gonna happen. That's life. But being great is a decision that you have
0: to make. Yes, I like that. Being great is a decision. I Mm -hmm. like it, Mm -hmm. yes, I like it. What's the most memorable game thus far (laughs) in your career and why?
1: Gosh, we were just talking about this. Um, we were literally just talking about there. There's so many games. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about DJ Williams' 51 points. Like, as, as I'm further removed from the game, I can't believe I sat on the sideline and coached a game while a student athlete scored 51 points. And we won. And we took first place at the league. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's still a mind blowing experience. Uh, There's so many that I remember though. Uh, So many, even, you know, way back in the day, there's so many that I remember, but that has to be the most recent in my memory that I just am like, that is a classic, an ESPN classic.
0: It's It's a classic classic for sure. And that's one of the reasons why I even, you know, started to like you know you have great coaches you admire um yes john wood you know people yeah. like that and yeah. you are that to me mm-hmm. um not only because of the great person you are and great coach you are but even the significance of that game and how you handled the situation with dj and everything she went through Mm-hmm. And that game is kind of being a stamp, you know, for her com- overcoming all the obstacles and adversities and, yep. you know, you, the team, just being by her side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: It, it shows what happens when you don't give up on your players and it's the interdependence. Like,
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. funny, that's the unconditional love I talk about, you know, and yes. and um, kind of having a understanding of there is a bigger picture. We're all here. You know, I don't hate to, to feel like I'm dropping a rap verse. We're all here mm-hmm. on a particular path. You don't need a curriculum to know that you're a part of the math. Cats think I'm serious, but I'm so to see, you know. Um, that was what mm-hmm. a Kanye West, a uh, never let you down uh, thing. We're all here um, for a particular reason. We all showed up here for a reason. Um, yes. And we have, we're all interconnected for a reason. And yeah. um, DJ's story is certainly special um, mm-hmm. and she's certainly, uh, someone that is still and will forever be dear to my heart. Um, yeah. I always tell her God has something great for her. And now she's an evangelist speaking yeah. word to yes. everybody. So, yeah. you know, somebody, he's like, who needs prayers? I'm like, girl, put me on the list, you yeah. know,
0: you know what I mean?
1: All the time. Higher just, calling. Just for sure.
0: I heard calling for sure. So again, like I said, you just being an amazing person. You are Who or you're like the people who influence you?
1: Ooh, wow. I'm gonna give you probably an answer you don't care to hear which is anyone who is achieving excellence. I am a complete fan of um, no matter what sport they are, no matter men's or women's basketball, uh, football, hockey, (laughs) softball. It really doesn't matter. I'm a fan of anyone achieving excellence and I'm a fan of anyone who overcomes adversity to achieve excellence. Um, You know, I am a proud member of the women of color for women's basketball. And all of those women are freaking amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. We only understand what it's like to do our job, which is a high intensity job at predominantly PWIs, um, you know, where, you know, we're the only ones who speak our language pretty much. And so those women provide such inspiration uh, to me. And then there's my college coach, Coach Thomas, Coach Torres, my high school coach. Um, Then there's Coach Vanessa, my associate head coach. She is freaking amazing. If you haven't met Coach Vanessa, you would know. She's like a godsend. She's an amazing woman. Um, I'm so blessed to have even had the opportunity to work with her. Um, You know, uh, see Vivian Stringer. God, she is the goat of all goats. Who takes three different teams to a Final Four? Only see Vivian Stringer, um, and and the rest. Phil Jackson is probably one of my favorites too. Yeah.
0: So. wow, that's a. I like that list. <laughs> I like that list. Mm-hmm. I like it. No, that's um, salute to you know everybody who's contributed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, six degrees of separation. Everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: Plays, yeah. Their, plays their part. Um, as you know, this is this is the cage breaker show. Um, so I have to ask you it's a two-part question. Um Okay. One, are you a cage breaker? And two, what cages have you broken out of? Meaning like what obstacles have you overcome or things you didn't let limit you? So are you a cage breaker? And okay. what cages have you broken out of?
1: Um all right. So I would say being the first African-American head coach for women's basketball at Coastal Carolina, uh, it's definitely a cage breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, having the opportunity to be the only African-American head coach um, at the university um, is something that has always been, um, you know, I am very proud of it, but I also am really, really rooting for us to get more um, in those doors. Um, You know, let's see, what else? Other cages that have been broken, I don't know. Um, My staff will do a much better job of talking about me than me. Um, But, you know, I think the most important part of it is being able to be more than just a recruiter. I think that that's something that our African-American coaches in basketball Um, struggle with is because we're always labeled as that and so what I've been very proud to boast is every single person that I've worked for and even at my university I've been known as more than a recruiter our program has been known as more we've been development we've been x's O's, we've been all of that um and so that has been something very very awesome I think it's giving opportunity to young African Americans I think that sometimes um some people are, are afraid um, you know, of the path that that you know we've taken in terms of we have a ton of first-generation graduates um, because of the lack of knowledge of how college is supposed to go. Um, but for us, we're not afraid. We embrace the challenge. I want somebody When I look at these young women, I look at myself. When I was young, somebody just given an opportunity to me because of an athletic talent. Um, and so those are some of the the cages uh, that we break. And honestly, as a staff, I never hire people because they fit male, female, black, white, or anything. And I know HR rules. You're supposed to say that, but you look around um, our sport, and it's something that is talked about. Um, I think one of the things that I've been able to do is you know, try to put my finger on. I don't get it right all the time, but just talent, just talent, hiring talent. Um, and so that's something that um, I think that without paying attention to the color, gender, or any other thing um, that they may come with.
0: I like you. <laughs> Thank you. So, so you are a cage breaker. Again,
1: I would say so. I think so. I would
0: say, I would say um, you know, being <laughs> the first, you know, African American coach at Coastal. Yeah, is that is that what really?
1: Well, not the. Uh, there was a young man that was for men's basketball prior to me. Um, he was here for I want to say maybe three, four years, two, three. But first, first women's, well, first women's basketball. Head coach, and currently the only one um, representing our
0: university. No, that is awesome. That Mm -hmm. is awesome for sure. What advice, you know, um, there's a lot of young people out there who, um, you know, everybody wants to make it to the next level. What advice would you give to the young people, you know, especially the young ladies who are out there who want to go to college and you know, want to make it to the next level.
1: I would say just work as hard as you can on your craft and enjoy it. Work as hard as you can and enjoy it. Um, I think. Be good at something. So when we go out recruiting, um, we're talking in our recruiting meetings. The first question is, you know, yeah, I saw this player that was, you know, long and wiry and super athletic. My next question is always, what does she do? So be good at something and own it. Don't shy away from it. Keep your strengths, your strengths. Of course, work on your weaknesses. But someone's going to find value in something that you bring. And so they have to do something. And so when we recruit young women, we're always if she never develops, if she doesn't grow in this area, what can I count on her to bring to our program day in and day out? And so that is, that's something that I would encourage. Just be, we, we sometimes shy away from what we're great at. That doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yes. Work yes. And,
1: and, and love, whatever it is that you do.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. Yeah, we do shy away from we do shy away from it or a lot of times people are afraid to be great. You mm-hmm. know. Um, but like you said, what what makes you valuable? Correct. That's the key. Just work, on that.
1: just work on that. You got a good shot. Great. Yeah. You locked down defender, locked down. Then every time you get on the court, you bring the energy, bring the energy. You're a great high five or bring the great high fives. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it is, be great at whatever it is that you bring. Somebody's gonna find value in that.
0: Yeah. And like I said, watching you guys and the way the team moves into camaraderie, um, I, I do have to ask you this. Um, and the, the backstory of this question is, I have a book, it's called Misinformed. Um, mm. I'm a two time read
1: it
0: is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon, it's on outthecage.com. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Barnes and Noble, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. Um, it's called okay. Misinformed. Uh, yeah. And the basis of this book and why I do what I do with student athlete development is kind of like what you said. I've seen a lot of athletes from where I'm from, and even when I played in college, I played at the University of Colorado, um, Mm -hmm. got to play at K-State, like Mm -hmm. professionally, wherever. I've seen a lot of athletes fall off due to like poor decision making, bad grades, entitlement, things Mm -hmm. of that nature, you know? I've seen I've seen a lot of of athletes fall. Um, So even I just want to ask you real quick. Like, have you seen that, you know, from coming from your community to now? Have you seen that?
1: Of course, of course. I think that, um, you know, for every success story, there's a couple of non success stories. Um, And, you know, for the life of me as a coach, I don't understand, um, you know, I promise you that, like, there's players that are going to find success and those that aren't. And you could have someone from an equally awesome background or an equally troubled background, and both of those student athletes will respond differently. And so when it comes to nature versus nurture, sometimes... What's in you isn't Nipsey hustle. If it's in you, it can't be taken away and you're going to ultimately be driven for that success. And so it's a quote I think I saw somewhere on Twitter. I was like um, someone asked uh, twins, twin boys. Someone asked one of them, you know, who was a raging alcoholic. Why are you the way that you are? His response was I saw my father do this. So this is how I am. Then they asked his brother the same question, who was successful in life, who was doing great things, um, who was, you know, just driven for success. And his response was, I saw my father do what he did, and that's why I'm the way I am. So it's literally, I think, at my study of student athletes, it comes down to what's inside of you. You can make excuses or you can make testimonies. It's up to you.
0: Mm, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's
1: huge. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. You got to you got to uh do you need to use it as fuel or as a crutch? You could it, and, and whatever it is,
1: it's going to be so real for you. Yes. So you decide what it is that you want your story to be.
0: It goes back that, to what you said earlier. Greatness is a choice. It's a choice. That's a jewel. That's a jewel. And, and some I, of us are
1: so afraid of our own greatness or we want someone else to be responsible for it. Yeah. Um, and the only person that's responsible for success or failure is you. There's not a coach. There's not a playing time. There's not a practice. You define what it is you are going to be in this life.
0: you dropping jewels. you dropping jewels, <laughs> for real. I got like three more questions. Okay. And what is the kind of to go off of what we just talked about? Because you know we talk about the character and um, things of that nature, and you guys have such a good culture. What does it look like to be an asset to the team? Be yeah. asset in general, because like I said, if if I'm a freshman or a transfer coming into your program, like I got to bring value and I got to be an asset because the way you guys move on the court, off the court, like and like you're not coming in here messing up this energy. So, right. what do you so what does it look like to be an asset? Wow, so first of all, you can't have great followers if you
1: don't have great leadership. Um, and so I think our returning class has been amazing in their leadership and their guidance of our young people. I think that, um, you know, we, we read several books by Jan Jensen, um, John Gordon, we learn what being a leader is. Um, So our staff does a great job of equipping our returners with that information, and of course, pouring into them as the years go on. Um, But I think what they have told um, our young people is, um, you know, just make sure you're going as hard as you can, staying as positive as you can. It's a progression, not perfection. Um, Perfection is you know, something that is unattainable and won't be able to be reached. But as long as you're making progress, coach is going to be okay with you. Um, you know, they over communicate, they do a great job. And what what it is about providing, um, um, just being an asset to the program, is just bringing whatever coach saw on you to the table every single day. So whatever that was, buy into the Coastal Carolina way. And then whatever coach has said, this is your job when you get to college, they go about and they do that.
0: No, that's that's real, and no, that's that's definitely that's definitely real, and people need to take heed to that. You yeah. got me thinking over here, you? <laughs> for real. Um, I have to ask: with so much wisdom, so much knowledge, the places you've been, your journey, um. <laughs> You, you know, you still like this is just a start, still like so. the surface. You still do so. great things. Is there a quote of, like a moniker you live by?
1: Huh. Uh, There's so many that inspire me. Uh, and so it just depends on the day or the week. Um, you know, um, I love the 45 Laws of Matt. I mean, Those are super, super, super simple and can be applied to everyday life. It's an African science. Um, uh, Nobody is a tree. (laughs) You can't you're not stuck in any situation. Um, You give what you get. You know, that's universal law. No matter what you give, what you get. Um, There's so many like it's just what am I calling on that day? Uh, What aligns with me that day? Um, Mm. There's just there's so many.
0: I like that you give what you get. So each day brings <laughs> something different. For each sure. Day, yeah. For each day brings something different. Like each year, like for myself, each year I have like one word that's gonna like, that's gonna be my word for the year. Like you have okay. like patience, flourish, discipline. What is your one word for this year, this upcoming season?
1: Present. One word. Present. I'm going to be present in every moment. Uh, and that's something that I talk to my staff about in the summer. Um, it's something that I am working with the daily meditations and um, just being present in each moment, um, being present for our staff and student athletes, um, being present for the job, being present for the competition, uh, not moving too far forward, not going too far back, but just being present and enjoying this because these years flew by faster than I could have ever imagined, and I enjoy being fully present.
0: I love it, I love mm-hmm. it. And I, I want to thank you for taking the time out to come on the show. I thank want, you
1: for having me. This is fun, yeah,
0: and I want to thank you, um, you know, for your resilience. I know last year. You guys were balling um on the way to great things and um the pandemic happened and you know kinda kinda took that away and um, I'm still seeing no pouting, you know, it's like okay, that's happened, but we're gonna adjust. So I love the resilience. Um in the athletes. I all shout
1: out to my student athletes. They were the ones that kept us strong. Trust me.
0: It yeah. was all of them. <laughs> it, yeah, because it was it was you guys were doing, you know been doing great things, but it's like, you're building up, you're building up, you're balling, like, and then this happens, you know? But I look at it as like, you know, when you're at the airport and the plane, like, you can't, because they're like, hey, it's a storm. Like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And instead of pout, you know, you guys like, okay, we're going to control. We can control and just go back to work.
1: Yeah. And and I love to see it. That was my girls. They were amazing, amazing. I've never had the, they're the greatest group of humans um, Mm -hmm. that you could ever coach. And like, they were amazing and they stuck it out. Now, not saying that every day was perfect um, or even the feeling once we got to the end was perfect, but they are incredible people who, you know, everyone calls a a leader fearless and that drives me nuts because we're not. There's Mm no as a fearless leader. We are actually full of as much fear as everyone else. The difference is being able to lead, make decisions, um, and trust your instinct during those moments. And my student athletes fueled our season last season. That's what they wanted to do. Um, and I was full of fear. And their belief of, yo, we're trying to get better. We're You know, we're here to hoop. Like, You know, that's what my young people are learning. That my returners are—they here to hoop. Like they, if they could call themselves something, it would be athlete students. Like I always have to correct them. Coach, man, man, I'm just an athlete student. No, 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 baby, I have to always correct them. So they are the greatest um, in perseverance, the greatest in character, the greatest of humans that I could ever have the opportunity to coach, and I'm super, super grateful for them.
0: And I'm sure they're grateful for you and the whole staff. Um, again, I'm grateful for you. Oh, gotta you. give you your flowers, you know, your oh, roses for, mm-hmm. for all you've you know you've done and what you will continue to do. Um, again, I appreciate you coming you. on the show. No, we thank you.
1: you. I appreciate you. you, man. This is fun.
0: Thank you. And um, yeah, Cage breakers, we out here. We out here. They're so proud of me. So proud. So of me They're so proud of me